Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another Medicare Learning Workshop. My name is Michael Steele. This is my first podcast to do here so far at IHS Insurance Group. So uh, I hope you really enjoy this segment. Today we're going to be discussing the different parts to Medicare. Over the last 16, 17 years, it's really been my passion and my goal in, in educating seniors on their options with regard to Medicare. And so today we're going to drill down and really break, dissect Medicare into its three distinct parts. And hopefully you learn a lot from this segment. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, don't hesitate to give our office a call. We have multiple highly skilled and trained AHIP certified agents standing by ready to take your call and answer all your questions and provide you some quotes. So let's go ahead and get started. So Medicare is essentially broken down into three distinct parts. You have Medicare Part A as an alpha, uh, which is your hospitalization and skilled nursing confinement. Uh, Medicare Part B as in Bravo is your medical insurance. So anything under the sun related to medical falls under Part B. Uh, surgical expenses, medical expenses, durable medical equipment, and so forth, uh, all fall under that Medicare Part B category. And finally, you have Medicare Part D as in Delta. Part D is your outpatient prescription drug coverage. And Part D was added re relatively recently to Medicare. In 2006, uh, Bush signed the Medicare Modernization Act, actually in 2005 signed the Medicare Modernization Act, uh, Part D was fully implemented into Medicare and integrated into Medicare in 2006. Uh, over that, the last uh, 12 years or so since its implementation, it has been, in my view, largely successful. Um, Part A at hospital and skilled nursing carries no monthly plan premium. Okay, so uh, as long as one has worked a 40 quarters or more or has been married to and be, been a dependent under a qualified worker that has worked 40 quarters or more, then that dependent or that beneficiary is automatically entitled to participate in Medicare Part A free of charge. There's no cost to hospitalization and skilled nursing Part A. Uh, Medicare begins the first day of the month in which one turns 65. And so the one exception to that rule is if one is becomes permanently disabled for a period of time of two years or longer, then typically Medicare will um, afford that, that individual uh, right to participate in Medicare um, before the age of 65. But by and large, most people are going to qualify uh, for Medicare the first day of the month in which they turn 65. Medicare Part B, on the other hand, is not all the way free. In the year 2018, the current year, Medicare Part B premium stands at a flat $137 monthly for most Medicare beneficiaries. Now, that number can be quite a bit more. That can go up upwards of $400 based on one's income. So essentially the way this works is the Social Security Administration will communicate with the IRS and take a look at the last two years tax returns and make a determination as to the Medicare Part B 
uh, premium amount. So it is means tested. The, the larger the income amount, uh, the larger that premium can go, ultimately upwards of $400 a month. And so if that is a concern to you, we, we do have uh, a documentation that's publicized from CMS directly, Center for Medicare Medicaid Services, that uh, shows the current premium breakdowns based on AGI, Adjusted Gross Income. Give us, feel free to give us a call if, if you need those numbers. We'd be happy to provide those to you. Finally, Medicare Part D does carry a premium as well. Now, Medicare Part D is a little different than Part B in that the monthly plan premium for the drug coverage can either be paid uh, by way of a Social Security deduction withholding from the Social Security check, similar to Medicare Part B, or it can be paid directly to the plan itself. Uh, and de depending on the state in which you live, uh, there can be anywhere from 20 to 30 distinct Medicare Part D prescription drug plans that are out on the market. Uh, the way that med the Medicare Modernization Act uh, created and formed uh, these Medicare Part D plans, they were created as a sort of a uh, public-private partnership. So it appears as though one is purchasing the drug coverage through a private entity, which uh, in actuality they are, but it, these, the drug plans are federally funded. So Medicare is footing the bill for the majority of the cost of the medications, and Medicare is outsourcing the administrative functions to a private insurance company, such as a Humana or Aetna or Cigna and the like. And those monthly plan premiums can vary based on the plan. Uh, typically, they range anywhere from $12 to $15 on the low end up to it can be as high as $70, $80 uh, on, the, on the high end. So let's break down Medicare Part A and dissect this a little bit more and find out exactly what Medicare Part A hospital and skilled nursing covers. So hospital days under Medicare are what's known as lifetime reserve days. These hospital days are cumulative and Medicare, believe it or not, has a limit on what they will pay and it's limited to 150 lifetime reserve days. And so the way this the breakdown works is the first 60 lifetime reserve days, uh, Medicare pays 100% of the hospital expenses aside from a $1,340 annual deductible. Now this deductible is per admittance, okay? And so with one exception, and that's if one is in the hospital and then leaves the hospital and is rapidly readmitted, in certain circumstances, Medicare will waive that deductible. But typically, that deductible will need to be paid each and every time. Uh, days 61 through 90, uh, the deductible goes away and Medicare replaces that, that per admittance deductible with a daily coinsurance amount of $335 daily. And then finally, days 91 through 150 lifetime reserve days, Medicare will pay all but $607 daily coinsurance. So as you can see, you know, the, the $1,340 uh, per, per admit deductible is not all that much money, but once you get into the 61 and certainly the 91st day of your lifetime reserve days, that daily coinsurance gets very, very steep. And so 
you probably by now are, are, are really seeing the value in having a Medicare supplement policy or some kind of Medicare Advantage plan of some sort to help you offset those costs that you're responsible for. It is very important. And I would note that a Medicare supplement policy, a standard Medicare, a Medigap policy, will cover beyond 151 days up to 365 uh, lifetime reserve days. They will, from 151 to 365, 100% of the hospitalization is covered, which is really nice. Skilled nursing confinement. Now, Medicare pays the first 20 days in full of skilled nursing confinement. And then from days 21 through 100, Medicare is going to pay all but $167.50 daily. And so this is where a potentially where a Medicare supplement insurance plan or a Medicare Advantage plan for that matter would step in behind Medicare and help one offset that $167.50 daily. Uh, hospice care, Med uh, Medicare Part A also covers hospice care. Hospice is for the terminally ill. Medicare will cover 100% of eligible Medicare Part A expenses for hospice care. And home health care is also covered under Part A. Home health care, Medicare covers 100% of Medicare approved home health visits. This must be directly re related to a medical event. Please note that no custodial care uh, is covered under the home health care benefit. And so if you are concerned about the rising cost of custodial care, i.e. nursing home assisted living, I would uh, highly encourage you to give us a call. We can take a look at some long-term care insurance options. Uh, Medicare is not, was never equipped, uh, nor probably could not afford to cover all of the cost of associated with long-term care. Now on to Medicare Part B. Now Medicare Part B is anything under the sun medical, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Part B is a little bit easier to understand in terms of the benefit structure that Medicare pays and what you're responsible for. Medicare Part B has an annual deductible in 2018 of $183 a year. Uh, once that deductible is satisfied, then Medicare pays 80% of all eligible Medicare expenses that fall under Medicare Part B, and you or your supplemental insurance are, re are responsible for the 20% that's left off by Medicare, subject to the $183 annual deductible. Uh, Medicare Part B medical insurance is all-encompassing. Anything that's medically necessary that falls under medical, it's medical-related, such as doctor visits, surgical expenses, durable medical equipment, outpatient testing and diagnostics, inpatient prescription drugs, all of those items would, would fall under Medicare Part B. Now let's move our attention to Medicare Part D. What is Medicare Part D? Again, Medicare Part D was implemented with the Medicare Modernization Act in 2005. This is your outpatient prescription drug coverage. Medicare Part D is federally funded but administered privately through private insurance companies. Uh, this can be integrated with an Advantage plan. So if you choose to take out a Medicare replacement plan known as a Medicare Advantage plan, typically those plans will be categorized or, or listed as MAPDs and that acronym stands for Medicare Advantage Prescription Drug Plan. So that would mean that your prescription, your Part D, is integrated with the hospital and the medical to provide an all-in-one plan. 
as opposed to original Medicare, if you opt for original Medicare, uh, you would be responsible for the 20% that Medicare leaves off on Part B and all the coinsurance and deductible amounts uh, for hospitalization and, and skilled nursing confinement on Medicare Part A. And typically what one would do is to take out a what's called a Medigap policy or a Medicare supplement policy. And in, in conjunction with that, they would purchase a standalone PDP or prescription drug plan. That PDP is designed to function as their Medicare Part D prescription drug plan. It is sold separately under original Medicare. Part D is not integrated with the hospital and medical like it is with a Medicare replacement plan or what's known as a, a Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan. What are the costs and what are the, what are the phases and levels of Medicare Part D? When Medicare Part D was signed into law, there were several different phases or coverage levels that Medicare uh, would allow insurance companies to uh, impose on the end consumer. So for instance, in 2018, these numbers are good for this year, uh, Medicare imposes a maximum allowable deductible of $405. Now, some plans can charge much less than that $405, uh, but what Medicare is saying is that if you offer it, if, if you're as an insurance company, if you offer a Part D plan, you cannot exceed a $405 deductible on the end consumer. Some plans have $200 deductibles, some none. Uh, some 405. It really just depends on the on the plan design that that uh, that you select. And we're gonna we're gonna in a minute we're gonna talk a little bit more about why sometimes this deductible and the premium can be very deceiving. So hopefully we can dispel you know some of the myths that kind of surround some of the plans that do and do not have this deductible. Now once the beneficiary, the Medicare beneficiary, exceeds the $405 deductible essentially from 406 to $3,750 uh, per year, that range falls under what's known as the initial coverage level or initial coverage phase. During that phase, the plan cannot impose more than 25% of the cost of the name brand medication in that, in that phase. And again, just like the deductible, it could be a lot less than 25%, typically on a good drug plan, uh, where the medications are all covered under the formulary, under a tier three or tier four uh, formulary design, it's normally not more than seven to ten percent of the actual cost of the medication in the form of a copayment. Uh, but nevertheless, Medicare does say that the plan can impose a maximum of twenty-five percent cost sharing. Once the Medicare beneficiary moves beyond the thirty-seven fifty, three thousand seven hundred fifty. Uh, up to $5,000, that Medicare beneficiary falls in the dreaded donut hole or the coverage gap. Now, the good news is the one bright spot in the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare legislation was closing of the donut hole, believe it or not. So by the idea is that by the year 2020, and we're right around the corner to that, obviously, the donut hole will be phased out entirely. Now, for this year, for 2018, uh, the, the, in, in the donut hole, 
the plan cannot impose more than 45% cost sharing in that coverage gap for name brand medications. Uh, once the end consumer goes, goes beyond the donut hole, if that happens, they go beyond the $5,000 threshold to infinity for the remainder of the year. And keep in mind the drug plan is a calendar year drug plan. It runs from January 1 of each year to December 31st of each year. And it re-ratchets or starts all over again come January 1 of the next year. Uh, once the beneficiary goes through the donut hole, uh, that person finds themselves in the catastrophic phase for the re remainder of the year. And the good news about the catastrophic phase is that the cost of the name brand drugs goes all the way down to no more than 5% cost sharing for the Medicare beneficiary. So that means obviously the costs come way down considerably. Now, the deductibles and uh, the premiums for these plans can vary dramatically. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning of this slide, um, typically the deductible can be a little bit deceiving. And the reason I say that is because if when we are running quotes for our clients under Medicare Part D, uh, what we're attempting to do is we're attempting to find the plan that has the very lowest estimated annual outlay for the entire year or for the remainder of the year if we're shopping midstream in the middle of the year like we are in now in April. So what that means is when we plug the client's medications into the Medicare site, Medicare automatically sorts all of these drug plans and puts these in descending order from best to worst in terms of the total outlay. What are the total dollars out of pocket for the entire year? And that total estimated annual outlay factors all of the expenses that the client would be on the hook for. So in other words, the, the total estimated annual outlay that we can see in the system is a summation of the deductible, the monthly plan premium times however many months, and added to the deductible plus all of the copayments, uh, the increased copayments potentially in the donut hole, as well as the catastrophic level. So the reason that I say that the premium and the deductible can be a little deceiving is because we, we don't necessarily want to look for the lowest premium because a plan that has the lowest premium may not necessarily be the plan uh, that has the, the lowest estimated annual outlay when you factor all of the copayments, the deductibles, and all of the expenses because each drug plan is going to have a different formulary. They're going to, each drug plan is going to classify the medications that are specific to you uh, very differently. For example, XYZ company may classify Novolog, which is a very expensive diabetic uh, injectable medication, may classify Novolog as a tier three drug that only carries a $30 copay versus ABC company over here that classifies that same medication as a tier five. Or maybe it's not even on the formulary. If it's not on the formulary, then one would have to get a formulary exception, which would automatically classify that medication as a tier four drug which would carry could potentially be 70 80 90 dollar copayment or higher so 
it's not about the premium so much or the deductible so much as it's about the total outlay per year because that total outlay again takes into account all of the beneficiary's expenses and that's critical all right so um and i know that's not always easy to interpret or understand maybe uh listening to this uh if you want a visual presentation we'll be more than happy to run a report and email this report to you it's a very detailed report it drills down and gives you every single medication every co-payment uh, shows you the donut hole shows you the deductibles and the premiums and the total outlay so i'd encourage you to give us a call uh, at the office and have one of our ahip certified agents uh, run you some numbers and get those out to you promptly I really hope that you gained a lot of knowledge uh, from this podcast. Uh, it's my goal to give you as much free information as I can to put it out there. I hope you'll continue to listening uh, to these podcasts. And like I say, please do not hesitate to visit our website or give us a call if we can answer any questions for you or quote you some numbers. Uh, the number to the office is 281 255 4444. Again, that's 281 two five five four 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 if you need toll free it's eight six six three four one eight five four two again that's eight six six three four one eight five four two thank you again oh and the website if you care to go to our website and fill out a contact form or read more about us a lot of this um, detailed information is available to you in text format on our website and these videos these links to these videos are also embedded in the website our website is www.ihsinsurance.net again that's www.ihsinsurance.net thank you again and have a great day